I feel like I'm building a fortress around me of really good people. And like I was talking about trust earlier, having people you trust takes time, but it also is so important. And I feel like over the last say six months with COVID, although I have kept working through that time, I did lose a couple of clients. I did gain, but I also gained a couple of clients, but I did have time to get very focused on my message and doing more podcasts, writing more articles, getting it so that my message is getting clearer and clearer and, and, and getting people around me I trust. And I think without that, I, I wouldn't be where I am now. And so, um, yes, the most influential people I've met have been through the Happy Startup. Welcome to the Happy Entrepreneur Podcast. This is a podcast for people who look at business differently. It's for founders, freelancers, change makers, and freedom seekers who want to make money, do good, and be happy. We choose the path of the happy entrepreneur not to get rich, but to express ourselves and serve others in the most authentic way we can. Many of us couldn't find our role by working for others, and so we chose to work for ourselves. We took the more uncertain path, not because we wanted to, but because we needed to. We value learning, play, and friendship, and we have a need to make a meaningful impact in the world. By following the path of the happy entrepreneur, we learn as much about ourselves as we do about business. On this podcast, I have conversations with other happy entrepreneurs from different walks of life, industries, and countries. We talk about the journey and about what we learned about ourselves along the way. For us, entrepreneurship isn't just a way to make money, but a journey of self-discovery and growth. If you're on the same path and are looking for inspiration and connection, then this podcast is for you. In this episode of the podcast, we shine a light on one of our members, share their work and find out what it's been like to be part of the Happy Startup School. If you're launching a business for the first time and are looking for support and guidance during those initial uncertain months, then check out our community at happystartups.co. We provide mentorship, masterclasses, training and networking to help you build your confidence and your business. Remini Armitage's superpower is making friends. She's turned that superpower into a business and helps other businesses grow by turning their existing clients into happy and loyal advocates. She knows that if you serve your clients better, your profits increase. She started her journey of entrepreneurship over three years ago, and during this conversation she shares how she's grown in confidence and got more clarity about the value she offers. Through the community, she's become more focused and has been building a fortress around her of really good people. That's enabled her to be more bold about her business. She does her work because it makes her happy and others happy. We're thankful and proud to have her part of our tribe. Are you scared to talk to your clients? Get Remini to do it. It may be the best thing you ever do. Enjoy this conversation. So my business is Brilliant and Human. Um, and we are, a, there's, a tr there's three of us. Um, my part of it is the client advocacy piece where I uh, help turn clients into advocates. Um, the other two parts of the business are um, I work with Jelaine and she does the uh, 
team side of things so she'll often mentor um ceos and um, commercial directors that sort of people to make sure that they're getting the best out of their teams and the third element is the tech to make sure that supports the people and creates applications or, or websites that will actually work for people in a human-centric way um but what i focus on is working i find out most of my clients come to me because either they have a problem with their retention of their clients and um, they might have a problem with um, it's often starts with their marketing they don't understand what their clients think well they don't know what their message is and so and, and they don't know how to talk to their clients in the right way and they're making lots of assumptions of what their clients want and so I interview their clients and find out what's working and what's not and uh, look at ways of improving the business off the back of what their clients have said they want or what their clients want them to improve with. Um, and then I will uh, do it as qualitative and quantitative, quantitative um, report off the back of, for example, doing 10 interviews with um, my clients clients and um, and then we put processes into place to help improve the way they're engaging with their clients to make their clients happier and more engaged so that they can use them as their marketing tools or you know and but the back end also how to improve the business as a whole so they can grow and and go in the direction that their clients are asking them to go in hmm. so there's this real sounds like to begin with some of these your clients might be a little bit disconnected from who they're actually trying to serve and and why they create value and you help them find out that message a bit more clearly yes um and and also it's a differentiator for my clients so if they you know i'm just started working with a new agency and they're they're really struggling with their how to um define their values and their positioning and and i i i used one of the examples of things that you which came out of the profit and purpose thing to help them define their their values and then i was saying you know actually if you talk to your clients and you found out what they thought of you and what they why they chose you and why they continue to work with you and why they think you're different and what they think is good about you then you've got it you know you've got all those words and you'll have not only will you have some lovely testimonials and things you'll actually start to understand what it is that makes you different and makes you stand out uh and then you can start to do your own marketing and often when i'm doing these interviews i'll find out what marketing who, well what marketing their clients are doing so that you can get in front of your potential clients but also understanding who your advocate clients are why they're your advocates and how you can replicate that for other clients um but then you know another client of mine um they were they wanted kind of to understand to improve their marketing to improve to look at how they can improve all their processes and just the business as a whole so i interviewed all you know all their clients and they um their clients came back saying oh you know really well respected agency and really um lovely lovely people but they were had some issues with their proactivity communication and processes they had um 
younger staff who were making me sound really old, who were um, afraid of picking up the phone and not very engaged with their clients. And so once I gave them the report and that they heard what their clients were saying, you can't ignore all your clients. Uh, they then put processes in place to change that and make it so that they were really much better at engaging with their clients, better at calling them, etc. And then when I did follow up interviews, because I think it's really important to be intentional in the changes, tell your clients you're making the changes and actually being accountable to your clients is really important because um, not only does it show you care, it shows you're serious. Um, and when I did that again, uh, the follow up calls, um, none of their clients complained about the like, communication and processes and things. They actually wanted them to be more strategic and have more of a consultancy base. And so they put in a new arm to their business. And within six months, they're making 40% profit. And you think, you know, that's just by serving their clients. So um, I think, you know, it's so valuable to listen to what your clients want. Um, and then, I mean, I've got lots of stories I could, <laughs> I could tell as like examples. The- what a kind of a key thing there that I'm hearing um, is there a, there's a fear of asking. There's a fear of actually talking to these people just in case they say something they don't, they don't like. Mm. Well, that's, that's a very good point because obviously I'm impartial. And so people are very honest with me. I feel like sometimes I'm a marriage counselor um, for businesses. So I'm the middleman and I get, I get all the, the good, the bad and the ugly. And people aren't shy to tell me I'm quite good at digging. Um, <laughs> And then they, um, you know, and actually people don't give honest feedback to your face because it can be awkward and you don't want to mess up a relationship because obviously everything I do, as I say, you know, if you want it to be confidential, it can be. So, you know, I'm working with a, a membership organisation at the moment and she, they, they're always asking for um, feedback and they haven't got any. And then I got in there <laughs> and suddenly they're getting quite a lot of feedback that they weren't expecting. And so they're now having to think about different, um, possibly different directions, or it might be they want to stay the way in that way, but you can't please everyone. You shouldn't please everyone. Um, it's about being confident in your message and following your heart, but equally understanding what your clients or your members want. So that you can service them better. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I had a, a very good example. I worked with another company, and um, they they again they they've got a great product, and they were very confident that their client was going to give them ninety percent. They said they love us; it's great. And then when I did the interview, they got sixty percent, and the, their client was saying they're really good. They've got a really good service, but it's just the way the the owner deals with us and the processes and they're a bit too laid back and we just want them to be a bit more direct with us and if they could just be a bit more focused we would we would be happier and also you know one of the reasons we use them is because they're cheap so we kind of you know it's it's okay but and they were so shocked (laughs) and so when I fed that back then they were like okay so now we need to change the way we're dealing with this client um and i didn't tell them the cheap bit that's going into the report because the client said don't um but you know it's kind of you couldn't say that to someone to their face no um that's gold 
Yeah. If you want to get uh, better. Yeah. So you are in business at the moment. Well, you're working for yourself, but you're also in partnership with two others. And yep. you, um, you've also uh, got a lovely mentor in, in our lovely friend, Alan Wick. Um, what would be interesting is to just tell a bit more of that journey from leaving your job mm-hmm. and then getting to this point where now you are working with um Jelaine and Mike mm-hmm. um and and then maybe we can talk about also the benefits of having someone having a mentor and mm-hmm. what that means for you but um why don't we start with the the starting point of starting the business in the first place and what that felt like and, and why you'd started in the first place uh, so I had been working in the digital agency world for 18 plus years, really old. Um, <laughs> my last agency I was at for 10 years and I'd kind of just got to that point that it was now or never in as much as actually if I don't do something for myself now, then I'm never going to do it. What was I waiting for the owner to retire? And I there'd been lots of changes in the business and I wasn't happy with some of the new changes. And, and I felt that I wanted more flexibility in my life and I wanted to do my own thing. And so I decided to make the leap and that was three years ago, September. So um, my anniversary passed recently and I, I started out, I got two clients straight away uh, talking about kind of the marketing and biz dev side of things that I did. So that was good, that gave me confidence. So I had a jo- two jobs before I left. And then when I, uh, so I set up and had to do some of the lead generation stuff, which I really, it's that in my heart, so not into that, because I don't believe that that's the best way of getting new business. And then I joined the community, Happy Startup. And uh, I can truly say it has totally shaped my whole professional life and business. I'm not just saying that, um, but because of the people. And during that time, I um, I did the Purpose and Profit program, which was really, really useful to help me get some clarity in my direction and what I love doing. And what was really interesting was, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a, it was an online survey thing the imperative yes and it came out with saying that i was an empowerer and i reread it recently and i remember at the time thinking this all sounds really good but i don't think i'm there yet and i read it a couple months ago i was like god it's right (laughs) i am doing it you know and it's kind of i'm there you know and it's extraordinary so after you know the last two and a half years i've moved from being quite uncertain to being very clear on what I want to be doing, what I am doing and getting my name out there and my message out there. So it's very exciting. Anyway, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Um, and so I did that. And then I met Alan um, through one of the coaching calls and it was the first coaching call I did with the happy startup. And I happened to be the only one on the call. So I got a one-to-one with, <laughs> with Alan, which was amazing. And so I started um, listening to him 
and working you know meeting other people in the community and i think it was a similar time that i met jelena mike but other than my message being a bit all over the place and i needed to get clearer and i remember alan saying um that i needed to find the sharp edge of the sword for my message which i'm sure quite a lot of us who've worked with him have heard um because i think it's a very good message you need to be very clear and focused on what you're trying to say and what you want to be doing so I was working on that. Meanwhile, I was also getting very frazzled and stressed out because of time, my time management and trying to juggle being a mum, juggling, building a business and running. I think at the time I had like five clients I was juggling at the same time and I was getting very stressed out. <laughs> and so I called out into the community saying, I need help with time management. And then um, Jelaine, popped up and said I um, could help so she we had a chat and then we met and then realized that our values were very aligned um, and everything we were talking about was very um, uh, similar but with different slightly different focuses so we decided to try and do something together and then she introduced me to Mike so what we ended up doing is we're working collaboration so we have a limited company together we set up um about a year and a half ago and we set up um brilliant and human and as i said uh at the beginning it's we've got the three different elements to the business um and the other part of what we also have is a uh, another business which is um my helm which is actually a time management tool which helps people to navigate their work and their life so that they can actually lead a life that they they want to lead because it helps to direct your time in a very focused way so once i started using that and coming up with you know understanding my my kind of perfect week and using calendly which was also really helpful um i was able to get a bit calmer with my time and a bit more focused and a bit more uh relaxed with how to do my work um because i do have a tendency to get a bit overwhelmed um and so so yes so that that was very very helpful so we're we're working together on helm and also supporting each other with our with our other kind of businesses and um that's very that's great and then with alan i uh he helps me keeps me focused and <laughs> helps me with my um pushing me forward and and then I'm helping him with some with marketing as well. So um, it's good. It's a good, it, it, I mean, and having, I think, I mean, I was saying the other day, I feel like I'm building a fortress around me of really good people. And like I was talking about trust earlier, having people you trust takes time but it also is so important. And I feel like over the last say six months with COVID, although I have kept working through that time, I did lose a couple of clients. I did gain, but I also gained a couple of clients, but I did have time to get very focused on my message and doing more podcasts, writing more articles, getting it so that my message is getting clearer and clearer and, and, and getting people around me I trust. And I think, without that i i wouldn't be where i am now and so um yes the most influential people i've met have been through the happy startup so 
I will always sing its praises. <laughs> and um, it sounds like, you know, this whole journey of going from, you know, basically running your f- business for the first time. There's this challenge, one of these key challenges about being really clear about the value you offer. Is that, is that right? We were saying there is that mm. you were going to, if you're going to offer a piece of advice for someone who's, who's on this, who's a similar journey to you, um, how, what would you say to them in terms of that aspect? Uh, I think, I think, yes, get very clear on your offering. Try to make it as unique as possible, but make sure that you know what the value is. And again, that was what definitely one of the messages from Alan was, you know, you need to understand the value of what you do, but it does take time. And I think probably one of the biggest things I would say is that, well, two things is one, make sure you have people you trust around you and nurture those relationships and don't underestimate how much time it's going to take to get the right people and also to get to the point that you have feel confident in your value um i mean it's taken me time a lot of time to get to this point because you know like as i say i started with that client care bit and i knew that there wasn't that wasn't right but i couldn't put my finger on how to develop that to get it right Hmm. and i knew it had value but i couldn't i didn't know how to define it so it was very frustrating and it took a lot once i got it i was like how did i not get that it's so bloody obvious um but it's also having that confidence to feel that actually i know what i'm offering is a value and i know that i might charge a certain amount of money for something and it might sound like a lot to some people or not much to other people but actually i know that what i do can help businesses to grow or service their clients better or make people happy within their business or save clients relationships and that you know you you can put a monetary value on that it's worth a lot of money and it took me a lot long time to have the confidence to say i'm going to charge what i think this is worth you know and so there's something there around a level of patience i don't know if you were trying to force it at the time or I'm just thinking of there's a lot of people who start something new and they just, they want to be a success straight away. They want to get there and know exactly what they're doing and how they're doing it. But I hear there's, there's a need for patience and also mm. a need for trust. Mm. That it'll be okay. Yeah. And confidence in your message, but you've got to be clear on your message. Mm. Um, I can hear Alan sitting on my shoulder <laughs> saying, you know, you need to be clear on your message and your, focus and understand what direction you want to be going in um and you know as he would say you know if you don't know where you're going how are you going to get there mm. um and i think that's it's i'm still not 100 percent clear on it you know i still struggle to say what i want in five years time i think i've got a feeling i think i know um but it's hard to define sometimes and there's a constant, I don't know if this makes sense, there's like a tuning to what people need. And this is what I hear you in terms of by listening to people, asking them, really talking to people about the value you create. There's a tuning in there in a sense like getting really more focuses to how to communicate your value. And that takes time and conversations. 
there's also a tuning in to what you want mm. and that like really i think you called it com- more confident about the value you create but also confident about that's okay to just want to do this mm. having to i should be biz dev or i should be lead generation but actually no i, I want to do this mm. yes and it'd be easy to do marketing it'd be easy to do biz dev in as much as you know that's what people recognize they need everyone knows they need to be doing biz dev everyone knows they need to be trying to get new business um or do marketing whereas i'm saying something different and ultimately what i'm doing is business development and marketing but i'm doing it in a different way and so it's having that confidence to say yeah do it differently you know um i do believe that what i'm doing can be you know if you do it right you can make more money and make get more clients and more better relationships and happy place to work than if you're doing straight new business um, I've done 20 years of new business. You know, I know how hard it is and how expensive it is um, and how long it can take to get that client. Whereas actually, why not nurture the existing relationships or look at your past relationships? You know, I'm not very good at necessarily practicing what I preach. You know, I have to say, I, you know, I give lots of people advice. But like the other day, I, I did what I'm always telling my clients to do. I pulled off a list of my... So one of the things I would you know, recommend anyone do is pull off a list of all your contacts on LinkedIn um, regularly. I mean, I lasted it three years ago and I did it again like last week. I was like, I really should do this more often because people move. And actually, if you've got relationships with people, you should be nurturing them and talking to them because you don't know whether they're going to know other people that could use you. They could be a potential client or, you know, they might want to work with you and partner with you. So actually, you know, always look at what you've got before going out for new. Um, so we've known each other for a while. Uh, and I think one of the things that when I think of you, um, I think of you as a very social person, someone who loves to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I, I can't help but see that this, that's now core, of, core to your job. Mm. It's connecting and and essentially making friends with people Mm. yeah it is and it's i mean it's funny you say that because like my childhood i um you don't want to know my whole life story but very quickly (laughs) i um went we moved to america when i was nine and um over my education i went to 16 different schools from england to america back to england back to america and back to england and moved around in america as well and so yeah 16 different schools later i got very good at making friends and that was my survival i wasn't necessarily the most academic person in the world i didn't have time for academics because things changed all the time going to different schools but you know you've got to have friends and so that was my focus was building relationships so when i think about the path that i'm on it's like oh yeah i'm absolutely doing what i but was trained to do from the age of nine um and you know yes i've got friends on facebook okay i'm not great friends with all of them but i'm still connected to and friends with people who i went to school with in every school i went to um i've got connections um and people have found me randomly (laughs) 
not all of them I want. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I've obviously got something I'm, I, I can, I do connect people and I do make friends. Um, you know, it's what I do. And, and, but I think, you know, if I, back to kind of the work thing is it's kind of, I say to my clients, if everything you do with your clients, every, every action you take with your clients in a human way, you're trying to turn that person into an advocate and make them a friend. What do you do, need to do differently to enable that to happen? And it's not going to happen overnight. It's got to be based on trust and it's got to be based on the fact they like you. And if you try to do that because you want them to be your friend in 10 years time, whether they're your client or not, because they'll refer to you in 10 years, 10 years time, you will, you can only improve your relationships um, and improve your business, improve the way you are and make yourself happier and them happier, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I think you should be doing. That's brilliant. Um, one of the kind of key messages uh, for us at, at the Happy Startup School is, is trying to do work that aligns with who we really are. Because mm. then work becomes play in a sense it becomes mm. a flow because it's something that comes natural to you rather than something that you force mm. I, f I feel that there's a kind of reconnection of your work to what you love doing and what you feel what feel what you feel is natural so there's like you said nine-year-old remini who essentially had to make friends in order to survive but you know there was a mm. is this is a skill that was was basically started off in childhood and, and something that became part of you and now it's part of your work so there's that real solid thread that goes through everything question i have is how do you feel you've changed over the past three years and um less about the skills you create or the the work you've you know the business you've built but the way you look at things is there anything that you can spot that you feel like this journey of building a business has taught you something else about yourself? Um, I think I, I've definitely grown in confidence and I, I think, I mean, I don't know if it sounds arrogant, but I do believe what I'm doing is of value and is exciting and is good. And so the more I do it, the more people, smile and say yes that sounds really good it makes me feel like i'm doing the right thing and then you know when i'm speaking to my clients and their clients and they're saying oh thank you for just doing what you do it makes me feel like i'm doing the right thing and so it makes so i think as far as change goes when i think about where i was when i started to where i am now you know things like public speaking you know i hated public speaking but now I'm like, I've got a message and I'm excited about it and I want to shout about it. And, and when I think about, you know, what I've achieved and, you know, every year I write down all the things I want to achieve each year and, and actually I try and tick things off to make sure I'm going in the right direction. And, you know, and it's like some of the things I haven't done, but, you know, this year I have done, you know, at least half of what I wanted to achieve despite COVID. And um, 
unfortunately the personal stuff has not gone well <laughs> I've not managed to do anything enough for myself but I have for the business and that excites me so I'm you know I'm happy with that um, I think the other thing that kind of it, it makes me think when one of the most influential books that I read at the beginning when I started was um, uh, Jim, Law Jim Lawless uh, Taming Tigers um, which I'm always banging on about but it totally changed my mindset and it was one of the things he said do you know do you know the book no i don't know i haven't read it well one of the things he's he's got his 10 rules and he um i've got them on my wall so i can read them um <laughs> it's you know act boldly every day rewrite your rule book um which for me is the thing that really changed it for me which was who's writing your story and life and I feel I was doing this life was just happening around me and I was kind of plodding through life and everything was easy and it was you know felt secure um and I mean look at what's happened now of course with COVID nothing secure nothing certain but at the time it was easy and it was yeah I thought everything was bumbling along then when I jumped it's like I'm writing my story I'm making my future happen I'm going to be something better than just Remini bumbling along, making like, you know, doing what I do. And that's, it's exciting, you know? Um, and so, and then, you know, other things he sort of kind of is do something scary every day and never give up. Those are a few of my favorite rules of his, but yeah, for me, and then, well, the Taming Tigers idea is that voice in your head that says you can't do this. Um, what are you doing and questions you and it's sort of the idea is you're meant to slap the tiger and go no you know I can do this and when I really kind of got to that point I was like ah oh. and then actually sometimes I like, no bugger it I'm gonna do it you know and I can do it and I will do it and I am doing it you know so um, yes I recommend anyone who's in that early stage read Taming Tigers it's good That's amazing I <laughs> yes. love it so, um, shameless promotion time <laughs> for, for members and, and anyone else listening to this who want to know more about your work and, and maybe want your help. Um, what would you like to sh share with them? Uh, well, you can check out uh, brilliantinhuman.com. Thank you very much. Um, and if you, I mean, you know, if anyone does want to talk to me about, you know, client advocacy or how it can help your um, business relationships or or even your marketing then you know do get in touch i'm happy to just have a chat um you can find me on linkedin um remini armitage um i'm the only one <laughs> and i think that's about it really um are there any um podcasts or talks that we can maybe share as links in the show notes or um I mean, I've done a couple of other podcasts and stuff that I could share, but I mean, I've probably shared some of the stuff here that we've talked about. Um, I, I mean, I post quite regularly in LinkedIn, so I've got lots of random stories <laughs> that I write about kind of what I think are kind of good, good examples of humanity in business um, from everything from going to a restaurant and having good service and being asked whether or not, you know, um, they can help you know what you can do to improve things because i just think it's good to ask um but yeah i mean just happy to happy to chat to anyone 
It's what cool. I do. <laughs> and uh, you had a couple of books other than Taming Tigers. There was another book you said you, you'd like to... Um, yes, there was yeah. another one that I love. And it's, it's a book called Marketing a Love Story <laughs> by mm. Bernadette Jiwa. And um, it's a really short book all about um, the importance of humanity in marketing and engaging with your clients and customers to use your marketing. So they're very, very aligned to what I'm talking about, but it's all about good marketing, but with, with real humanity. And um, it's, it's very easy to digest. So as a, as a tip, I would recommend that. Mm. One of the things, an exercise that we do on our 2020 vision program is ask people to write a love letter to their customer. Oh, brilliant. And so this idea of as if you're writing to a lover, all the wishes that you have for them and the dreams they wish you wish they could fulfill and kind of framing it in that way. And that made me think of that when you said marketing is a love story. Yes. I love that. I I, I like that idea. That's very clever. Um, Yes. Good. I like that. (laughs) So if you were, if you were going to write uh, or, if you're going to summarize a love letter to your customers, can you think of some, a key thing that you'd want to communicate to them? If like a wish, I wish for you that. Well, I guess, well, it doesn't sound like much of a love letter. But <laughs> sort of, I guess I wish, I, will, I, I wish for my customers, my clients that they were, happy with all their clients and all their customers and they were getting repeat work and nurturing those relationships and and becoming friends with their own customers and that they were i'd love my customers my clients to be my friends you know and actually i hope that i'm we're still friends in 10 20 years time i am friends with some of my clients from 20 years ago um they're not customers but they're friends you know and i think for me that's a really that's powerful. It's, it's if you can make friends with the people you work with, that's, that says a lot. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you very much, Rem. That was, uh, Thank you. was a lovely window into your world. And there's also, I think, uh, some valuable stories for, for people on their own journey of, of trying to make something happen for themselves. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Awesome. Cool. We done. We done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Happy Entrepreneur Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Also, if you'd like to learn more about being a happy entrepreneur and want to connect with more people like you, then go to our website, thehappystartupschool.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. Amongst many other things about business and life, we'll help you answer the following questions. How can I serve others by being myself? And how can I discover who I really am by serving others?